0: Who was the the person that you, the person or situation you had to forgive the most?
1: Um, he was my dad.
0: Your dad?
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was like after I went through that, everything was at ease for me in relationship with uh, with men for sure. Um, it, mm. it was. It took me fifteen years. Wow. To do that, so it it was very special. Mm. Um to go through that experience and to learn what I learned and to be able to forgive. Um, That was a huge, huge lesson for me.
0: Welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. I'm your host, DJ. Each week, I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor, all from a spiritual perspective. So be sure to subscribe, like, comment, and consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Your thoughts, opinions, and comments are always encouraged and appreciated. With that being said, let's get right into the show. In part two of my conversation with V.V. V. Tai, author of the book, Living Through Alchemy, A Transformational Journey to Freedom, and Van Life Enthusiast, we will discuss in our conversation what is van life and how losing her U.S. work visa ultimately led her to Canada. She went through a spiritual journey to figure out what was going to make her happy after Vivi read the book, The Alchemist, she discovered that minimalism and traveling while living in her vintage Dodge van opened her up to finding fulfillment and happiness. She now helps others discover their true calling through Tyro and Reiki.
1: Because I, I was the kind of person like like to be quiet and be in my peace and I don't want to mess mm-hmm. with everybody, but I like think just keep happening to me, you know, um, so, and, and I didn't know, like, what to expect, like, no, no matter how much I wanted to please all my coworkers and get mm-hmm. to know him, like, nothing was, like, really good enough. Like, I, like, I really, so uh, after certain events that happened, like, I really wanted to prove myself, and I, um, I decided to take on, um, an additional project that was not really required of me, and I asked a senior engineer at, um, in, in the department to help me with it. And we were kind of like working together to help them with a really big project that I was working on. Um, and so I just designed the plane, um, even though they didn't ask me to do it, but I just wanted to prove myself. And so I did that and I presented it to them. And what they did was they took my name out <laughs> of, the, of the plane <laughs> and they presented it to, um, to the higher level. Um, and I, at that point, I think like after that incident, I was like, I had enough, like yeah. Uh, yeah, after that, horrible. I was like, I had enough, like, why did they discredit me? Um, even though I did an extra work to please them, um, it, and they did not even like ask me to do it. I just wanted to make my boss happy. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, and so that
0: backfired. So basically, you know, that that really backfired when they didn't even give you credit for uh, someone else's presenting your work with their name on it. So that must have been crushing for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like after that, I really like, okay, this is not the place I want to work anymore. And, um, I was like, why? Like after I, I really questioned, like, why did I have to put myself through this? Like why do I have to please all these people? Um, and it's, it's like going to work every day. was, I feel really depressing for me and like, because of that anxiety, I never feel like I, I, it first like carrying a rock on my shoulder to mm-hmm. go to work every day. Um, and I... I Eventually it did crumble in a very bad way because I did sue them for um, certain things that they did. And uh, we came with... Um, we came through with the settlement. But that means that I would have to leave the country because um, I had to lose the job. Mm-hmm. So they actually... Yeah, it was very, very messy. Like how that ended, Uh, and because of that, I realized that this, this is not for me. Uh, This path is no longer for me. Like, why did I have to put through, put myself through so much stress and anxiety uh, for more than a year uh, to to please everyone? And the the more I was, it felt like the more I was chasing that freedom. I was like that green mm-hmm. core status on that status, the more it felt like restrictive to me. Like I was like, where is the freedom in this country? I didn't feel mm-hmm. it at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I I eventually gave that up. Um it 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 had to go through um it, it had to go to be that way. Um, so office, so you
0: sued, so you sue the company you got a settlement And of course that's going to end your employment uh, up the bank well not all the time but for you it did mm-hmm. so now you you you're back in 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 Vietnam you because you don't have your H1b visa you know uh, everything that you' worked up to this particular point basically has you know, it was. I won't say it for no. It was no reason. But you, I mean, how do you? How? Do, what did you tell yourself? What do you tell yourself when you were back? When you had to go back to Vietnam? What? 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 What did you say to yourself? What did you say to your parents?
1: So yeah, I, I told them I wanted to travel the world. And my mom. I was, I was, like, what, I'm
0: saying, what I'm saying, when you went back to them, when they said, why are you back here? What happened? Where were you were you, you know?
1: I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell them in the beginning. I hid it for months until like I was like, oh, I had to go back home now until like I lost everything and eventually I have to give up everything. Um and I have to buy my ticket, my my plane ticket. That was like I, I I had to tell them. And um, they were very calm about it and they kind of concerned about me as well being in the, the country along by myself. Um, they didn't really say anything. Uh, obviously, they was also upset, um, but they didn't really say anything like put more oil into the fire because okay. uh, it, it was already enough stress for me. And I, I think mm. they could feel that.
0: So um, they knew they knew that you was under a lot of pressure there. So they, so you yeah. did you you were making them aware that this was a highly intense situation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And they they did ask me, okay, what do you want to do next. Um, okay. That's what, I, that, that's so what did like you my,
0: say when they asked you I that said. question So when they asked you what are you going to do next What, what was your answer You, you said it earlier you know I want to travel the world Right
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. And the, the, the reason I said that was It's connected to your previous question Because that was when the book The Alchemist Came into my life um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's reignited my passion For traveling um, And it's the, the biggest lesson That I learned from that book is to listen To your heart Um, Yeah, listen
0: to your heart. Yes. Because listen, this is the lesson that I'm I'm listening to you. And this is the lesson that I'm I'm getting. And listen, I've gotten to. The more that I've tried to please people Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, trying to appease them, please them because I'm trying because I have a goal in my. They already know your goal. They they know that, you know, you're not really trying to say yes and please me because you like me. They know that the back of your mind is not not to please me it is you know your, your intentions are always i mean you know this now that your intentions are always people see what they are yeah. and they know that you're saying yes 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 because your intention is to keep your your visa and your your you know you, you yes. feel you yes. feel that you're at a disadvantage because you are you know you you're you're trying to work towards that goal of your your green card so they see that. So they don't even take you seriously because they feel as though that your um, your your appeasement of the situation isn't authentic. And also the other thing about it is that the more I try to appease people, the the less satisfied they are, you know, and yeah. I realized that I had to. But like, like this is the way it's going to be When you're working with me This is the way it's going to have to be when you, These are the boundaries These are my boundaries And these are the consequences If you cross those boundaries And what I discovered That I'm sure you've as well At this particular point That people that's respected you know when you say this is my boundary people respect it like oh okay that's your boundary all right you know yeah, so yeah. so so you didn't feel comfortable setting boundaries because you felt as though if i set boundaries if i say to you these are the consequences for treating me badly yes, yes. then you feel like that would exactly. be a bad thing but actually yeah. that's a good thing and people yeah, like when you yeah. set boundaries At least, like now at least i, I know so exactly, you wasn't doing that. yeah
1: you know, I was, I was definitely people please so for sure. So a lot of it was actually my fault. Um, because I took the job, even though I knew that it wasn't good for me. Uh, even though because I, I tried to cling on to that, uh, like H1B status, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I, and the trait for that was I had to please other people. And you know, if you please try to please other people, you have to. Like set your boundaries back like allow them mm-hmm. to step on over you yeah. and so yeah um that was a huge lesson for me mm. um so and and looking back now like I did see that a lot of responsibilities was like for that to happen was also because of me for allowing that to happen but of course like you were young like you don't know anything until you learn the lessons you know so um that that was the reason why I decided I'm not gonna let that happen again in my life and I would have to choose to live differently and that's how it's got me interested into personal development in the beginning because during that time I was seeking for help like I went to like bars and novels like very frequently, like whenever I can, you know, I like to read all those self help books. Mm, me too. Like, what the hell is go? What the hell is going on with my life? I was like, like, right. what can I do now? I, like,
0: like, um, what is like, what is like? I'm a good person. I'm I'm doing you know I'm doing everything right. Why is it not working out? It's obviously something that I'm not, I'm missing. It's something that I'm yeah. not getting. And so yeah. that's the reason why I went down to 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 Barnes and Nobles and to yeah. back when they had back when they had uh, the bookstore, a uh, book's a million. I would yeah. be there every single week in the personal development and self-help section because yeah. and I found the book, you know, for you it was the alchemist. For me, it was Your Erroneous Zones by Dr. Wayne Dyer. So I found mm, yeah. that book, and that changed my whole perspective because I was blaming everybody as you, as you, as you, as you, and other mm-hmm. people was doing all this to me. Mm-hmm. And it was because I hadn't, you know, like I hadn't set any boundaries, so people could yeah. walk all over it. And then you can set boundaries, but if you don't make, you don't say, well, you know, if you cross this boundary, this is the consequences. You know, that's this yeah, part yeah. two of it that you have to realize that you know, look, yes. if you, if you, I can't deal with you if you're going to keep. Doing this so I didn't I didn't have any of that so I always felt like I was getting trampled over because I just didn't know I thought you'd be a good person you'd be kind and you treat yeah, people nicely yeah. you'd be really mm-hmm. smart then good things are going to happen and when that wasn't happening I'm like okay now what's going on here
2: yeah so you're having those sure.
0: epiphany moments you're realizing that that yeah. is something that I'm not is something, a part of the equation that I'm missing.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's like, like, at the time that I found out about the book Alchemist, I was also... Around the same time, I was also reading the book, The Secret, and then I was uh, meeting a friend who was a nomad as well. And so like all of that kind of put together for me and that's how it kind of like get me to like be more interested in like personal development and traveling and follow the passion and follow my heart. Um, So... And when my 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 parents asked me like what do you really want to do? That's that's why I, I answered that like I I didn't know what to do. Like I just wanted to travel. That was as simple as that. I just really wanted to travel and be free. Like the more I was restricted, the more I wanted to break free.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so at this, so you're, you're, you're reading the alchemist, um, and that's inspiring you, the secret you, you've sort of, you know, you're, you're, you know, this friend who's a nomad and you're learning about those aspects. So how does that transform you to start looking into a, um, a, into van life? So how does that translate?
1: So, um, so now I was already in Vietnam uh, and I did because I decided to leave the country. So I applied for the immigration to Canada. A friend of mine actually suggested me that and I looked it up like better. And I wanted to see whether I was qualified. And I was so I was ecstatic to know that, oh, maybe I could go to Canada instead. Um, that's, you know, where I wanted to go when I was
2: uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. younger. <laughs>
1: And um and I thought because the culture was very close to the US as well, so it would be like an easy transition for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it makes sense that uh I, I should apply for the immigration to Canada and I did. And at the time I I wanted to I, I wanted to leave uh Vietnam because I, I didn't feel like I could fit in with the culture, even though I took that two years to really travel around Southeast Asia and around Vietnam and I learned so much more about my old country and i learned so much more about uh Southeast asia and i really fell in love with it like i love traveling around southeast asia mm. um, it's so much fun it's definitely a different kind of adventure um and the food is so amazing as mm. i had i i had probably one of the best time in my life in Southeast asia uh, so i even though it was really shocking, it was really hard for me in the beginning, but I felt like I kind of make a leap through and get get through with that fear of shame and um because of traveling. like it it pulled me out of darkness, I think, by following that passion. And when I whenever I get to travel, like doing solo travel, that is like my own escaping zone. And so when I accepted my, I got accepted to uh, go to Canada, I did some research and I kind of like, okay, uh, what really want to, what is it I really want to do in Canada? Like what kind of life I want to live? Keep searching and searching, um, about different lifestyle in YouTube. Like, uh, kind of the first thing that came into uh the, the, the first thing that came up was tiny houses and mm-hmm. then I was because of like an experience that I had in Northern Vietnam I was kind of like oh interested in minimalism uh like to live simply and then the mm-hmm. concept of then life came up and I just thought that uh, it, it was fantastic like because I have a dog with me like I adopted my dog in Vietnam okay um and I was like, if I live in a van, then I would have my own private space, you know, then I don't have to worry about roommates or like landlord complain about dogs. It's like renting with dogs is probably very difficult.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I wanted to travel and I wanted to cut expenses to learn about myself. And so the concept of van life certainly felt very attractive to me at that time and like I plan about it even when before I came to Canada Uh, so I when I I actually came to the U.S. first before I got to Canada Um, so I had I left my car in the U.S. and I after I get accepted to go to Canada uh, for my so From you left your you, so
0: you you sold your car or you just left it out of the road or when <laughs> you say you yeah, left the so, car?
1: So I left my car in the US and after two years staying in Vietnam, I came back to the US. Then I took like a one month road trip along the West Coast um uh-huh. to to Vancouver, Canada. And that's how I ended up in Vancouver and that's where it started. Uh-huh. Um so did, I, you, did you
0: have the issue of, you know, how I'm gonna you know, my I'm leaving my job. I don't have uh, income coming in but don't and I'm not working I'm gonna buy this uh, Dodge van you know vintage yeah. Dodge van what was your thoughts about money like okay how I'm gonna be to be able to to um, to you know pay for my life? You know
1: yeah so I I, I did think a lot about it and that's the reason where after I purchased my van I applied for jobs to work in Vancouver and I took whatever job I could at that time. Um maybe so, what, so, what, job, job.
0: so what job were you doing at that particular time before COVID um hit like, so, like March so, two thousand what two thousand twenty like yeah, when COVID
1: I, really I, began yeah I, I was selling coffee machine um and I I I love it because I got to talk to people and because I love the product. So like it was very easy for me to sell. Is it like <laughs> one
0: of those Kurix, like one of those Kurig um, uh, it should. was
1: Nespresso, Nespresso's coffee machine.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the the the, pand- the the pandemic happened and so they have to put everyone on temporary leave. Um it, it but then they asked everyone to come back again in the summer when everything opened up. But then during those couple of months, I traveled quite a bit outside of Vancouver because I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have any reason to be in Vancouver mm-hmm. um, during that time. It, like, it's not good to be in the city when you're in quarantine anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it was
1: very chaotic to be in, in the city if I kept staying in Vancouver and keep working, doing the same thing. Um, it has already been more than two years now and I still haven't figured that out. So if I keep doing the same thing, like I don't think I would figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to do something else differently. And so I just keep following that intuition um, uh, and that that yearning that I had to leave. I had to go to the East. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I didn't quite know the answer. So that was that that was the and when you say when you say
2: the
0: the east you mean nova scotia what do you mean when you say the east
1: i i actually didn't have a clear definition about the east Was i just knew uh-huh. that I, it's the east direction that i had to go uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was kind of intuition so i thought it was really strange like because maybe because i was kind of curious about exploring the country like i went for like I wanted to travel I wanted to explore and like being in Vancouver um, mm-hmm. BC wasn't like because like after two years I feel like I explored a lot of places in BC already like maybe I wanted to expand uh, my mm-hmm. exploration my discovery maybe and so going east was like I had a feeling like pulling toward the east and so I, I just swallowed that yeah even though I didn't know oh maybe I'm gonna end up in the Atlantic maybe I'm gonna end up somewhere else it like On that trip I kind of Just have an open Plane Like where mm. I need to end up At a time Whatever so, your like,
0: intuition Tells you to go You say okay Well that's the possibility
1: Yeah Yeah And And it did open up A lot of Opportunities For me um, And the first year I ended up In Montreal
0: <laughs> Yeah my, I'm trying to, to Get uh, to Montreal I heard it's kind of like a, a New York Kind of Energy no,
2: A vibe it,
1: it's very no, it's very different. It's very French. It's very unique, very artsy. Um, I I definitely really love Montreal. I love the vibe mm. of Montreal. It's very unique. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's a lot of old building. It's kinda of like Boston, but more French. Boston is more like English. Mm. Um, but Montreal is more French style. Mm.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's, um, very, it's very pretty.
1: It's very pretty towel. I, I I love that towel. Um, so the first the, 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 the first year, which is last year, I ended up in Montreal. Um, and there was a lot of things that happened there. And that's where I um that's where I started to write a book. And that's where I really get to anchor down and start the business and get to think about my uh, entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. Um, and but in the beginning, that book was going to be about my van life. But as I dig deeper into um, the personal growth, like when the questions get deeper and deeper for me, it turns out that I the, the realization came to me that van life was more like about my spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how the that, that's the reason why my book is not just about my van life but it's about my um spiritual growth through all the stages of my life um like van life kind of gave me the opportunities to be more in touch with nature to mm-hmm. push myself out of the conflict zone um and to overcome that fear of unknown mm-hmm. so is is. It definitely helped me a lot with my spiritual, even though I didn't see it before. And this, I, I also did a lot of things on the side, like doing a lot, of, uh, doing the coaching program, doing energy healing with Reiki and other kind of modalities, mm-hmm. um, which kind of work on my, um, my, my spiritual development as well. Mm-hmm. And this, serious events that happen, like with relationships with other people that kind of pushed me to grow as a person along the way uh, with the event lifestyle. And so it, it, in that book, I implements like different things that I learned in different places and philosophy that I learned from different places and, put it in my own experience so that people mm-hmm. can really understand um, what it's like to go through um, the transition, the transformation of growth um, in the structure of alchemy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So
0: so for your, for your structure of alchemy, because I read that uh, that structure somewhere before um, the different steps of the, um,
1: seven stages of
0: our seven stages yes so where did you get that the seven stages
1: from so um the Alchemist book was definitely all about alchemy. Like, there's a lot of hidden wisdom from that, but of course, it was mm. not very obvious because it's it's a novel. But when you understand the concept of alchemy, clearly you understand the book in a much much deeper level. Yeah,
0: yeah, because the wor- even the words that you you chose the seven steps. The words were very specific. And I'm like, okay, yeah. are these words? So I kept like where did these words come from? You know, where where, yeah. where
1: So at the time I was writing the book, I stumbled upon the show called Mystery Teachings from um Gaia, uh the Gaia Network. And it was yes, presented by the Dr. Teresa Bullard. And she explained alchemy in a way that very easy to understand. Like I think um Carl Jung was is probably the most well-known person to get this uh, concept back into the modern life. Mm -hmm. Uh, The alchemy has uh, several series of alchemy, like every stage, like the big book of uh, 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 about alchemy in every specific stage. But he also have like um, one particular book about all different seven stages. But um, so I I knew about this concept from Teresa and but she explained it using um, tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with tarot cards. That Just, I, have a a,
0: I have a deck, yes. <laughs> oh, you have a deck. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's um, but it's the original one from um, uh, William Raid. Uh, yes the, it is yeah the that uh the Raiders smith tarot mm-hmm. deck so um in that deck the uh the major arcana uh from zero to twenty one mm-hmm. if you put it in the circle it's called the mandala wheel from zero to twenty one that the journey of your um your alchemy going through the seven stages that depicted in the um in the tarot so each tarot card gives you the wisdom um explanation of each state like the characters of this state and what it looks like and what energy that uh what archetypal energy that actually influence it in that stage so it's um and in also incorporate astrology And numerology as well uh, In these cards So every number is, That's why it's very specific There's so much wisdom In these tarot cards Like even mm-hmm. the number of the card Has a meaning The color has the meaning The images have certain meanings So if you understand it like this is to understand the concept of mandala wheel. It's very different with how you read the card intuitively. So there are many different ways for you to use tarot card. Mm-hmm. So this is to understand the symbolism. So it, I don't talk about tarot reading. That's something else that's different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, so as you understand the uh the the journey going through card from zero zero to twenty card. Twenty-one. So from court zero to seven, that is kind of like the preparation for the great work. Then from court number eight is when you start to stepping into your alchemist journey uh, by going through different challenges, because every single stage is going to present you a certain challenge in order to purify your energy um, to to get you more aligned on the path if you make mm. the right decision of course mm-hmm. um, and so if you make a different decision otherwise you're still gonna go run around in that
0: so oh yeah we, yeah you don't yeah. wait out of it you know <laughs> yes.
2: you,
1: you're
0: gonna I always say it to people you, you're gonna grow you might go skipping and hopping or you may go screaming and kicking
1: yes. but, you go, yes.
0: but you're gonna but you're gonna go <laughs> you know
1: yeah, and so um, so it does happen to everyone, but not everyone is aware of it. And that's the reason why we mm-hmm. don't know that it happens to us. You know, mm-hmm. some sometimes like certain challenges are kind of like, ah, oh, it's fall on you. And you think, oh, everything just happened to me. Like, even though I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Well, it happens to, me for, to, to you for a reason. And it, right. it could be, yeah. And, and it could be the challenge to push you to, Grow through that um, uh, alchemical stages,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so when you uh, when you understand the, the tarot that way, it kind of get you the idea of what energy influenced me at this stage. Uh, what's the wisdom that I need to learn from it? What's the advice that I I I, I need to listen to? Um, so when I listen to Teresa explained it that way, I get to understand everything that happened to me in the US. Uh, mm-hmm. Why it had to happen that way and why I needed to leave the country because I was living a very materialistic life um, mm. because I I was on about the status, right? Trying to hang on to that green core status because to me that was the freedom. So I was still mm. hanging on that materialism.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that came to me when I was uh, reading your book and about, you know, that you kept saying, you know, you associated green card with freedom, you know, and we associate certain things, certain words, certain ideas with certain things. And and for me, it's always been I want to, you know, to be on the beach and I want to, you know, be really relaxing on the beach and, and all this stuff. And I had to, um, you know, I always envision, you know, I wanted a beach house and am I still like like a beach house? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But something said to me, you know, I have to make this much money and all this. And it was like, you, you know, those things are OK. But to be on the beach, it doesn't really require any of that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, exactly.
0: why do you why do you have to make these these ideas and concepts and barriers to get to something that you can already possess right now? You know, yeah. and it's like to me, you could have always you say, you know, I, I can freedom is, you know, you already had the 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 freedom all the way back in Vietnam, when you already had the idea about Canada, yeah. um, you already had yeah. the freedom when you when um, when you could you know bought a, a Dodge van, you know, and, and mm-hmm. begin doing that life. But it yeah. required you to go through this. You may have not appreciated it as well. If yeah. you just went and you went straight from to Vietnam, from Vietnam to Canada, bought the van, and then you're doing van life. It wouldn't have been the appreciation if you didn't do it the way that it happened.
1: Exactly, and I think that is um, you have to be free first. I think the reason that I got my opportunity to go to Canada because I exercising my freedom in Vietnam. Um, so I I. First of all, because I let the restriction go, the idea to hanging on to the U.S., I let that go. Mm-hmm. And secondly, because I was exercising my freedom, whatever freedom that I had at that time in order to follow my passion. And that's how I was able to obtain the freedom to come here, to live my van life, to um, like, you know, live a free lifestyle. So I was mm-hmm. like, whenever I could, I travel I solo travel and that was a way for me to express my freedom um to to exercise my freedom whatever Mm -hmm. that i had and so it's like utilize whatever level that you have in order to obtain the next level Mm -hmm. um so that's how you're able to go through the stages um to get what you want in your manifestation. I didn't quite understand manifestation. Like at the time I, I knew about visualization exercise and I did a little bit of that. But I think um, the, the reason for me to have like the freedom that now was because I did my best to be free. In a place that I didn't feel free, so that was a test for me because, like, I thought like going back to Vietnam was like um, a failure, it was like going to prison because to me that was like a very restrictive environment, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that, that that was a culture that I was familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. That there was all restriction. But if I could find freedom there, I can find freedom anywhere else, yeah. and I did. You know, and that's, that's how I, when I come here, I'm like, Oh, now I'm all free. And I, I think because of that, it gives me the opportunity to, to, to have my freedom here in a different life in Canada. Um, uh-huh. so that, that was only a test for me for sure yeah
0: so i uh, so i wanna um because we're 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 at almost at two hours <laughs> <And> <laughs> that time is really fly right to yes oh
1: my god yeah.
0: <laughs> so I do want to let the audience know um I probably have to do you know we, 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 we'll we' we'll, we'll, we'll have to do something so that we make sure that you know this is um get the two hours in. But how can um, the audience reach out to you and what services do you provide?
1: So right now, um, they can reach out to me from my website and I I have my social media contact there as well. And my website is called Living Through Alchemy. That's also the title of my book, livingthroughalchemy.com. So I have uh, my I'm active on two social media platforms. Uh, Instagram and YouTube. Like You Mm -hmm. have already mentioned my YouTube channel and it's called Personal Growth Through Man Life. And my Instagram account is SmileyVV05. That's pretty much my personal account, actually. (laughs) I haven't got to change that. Uh, But that's where I get to express my uh, passion about photography. And so now primarily I'm focused on working on my book, but I'm looking to expand my scope of work by providing... Ricky services to people, um, in a near future as well, and hopefully coaching, um, to guide them on their, uh, life journey, especially going through the challenges. Um, because now I'm kind of, uh, as I get to understand more about, um, the stages of uh, the, the, the stages of alchemy and have journey through and experience it, um, it's, it's now it's kind of like not just share the book, but kind of also help to guide all the people to go through with their challenges as well, because I also have a lot of help from my coaches, from my guide, um, from different teachers to help me to go through with these challenges. It's certainly like not something that you can really just do by yourself, you know? Mm. So I'm, I'm, Working to expand on that as well at um, at a certain point in the near future, to hopefully be able to guide other people to find more freedom uh, within themselves. Because I think that's what people really—that's what we really need right now. That's what mm-hmm. the world really needs right now. Um, because with the pandemic and everything that's happening in this world, like. We certainly can feel a lot of restriction, and it's a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens to uh, push us to reflect on ourselves as a society. It's one unit society together that we don't have that freedom within ourselves, and what we can do to um, to to be free. And that's all required in the work because um, it's inner, so outer. And so they yeah, don't have, yeah. and so that, like, this whole events, like the, the global pandemic that happens really show us quickly that we still have a lot of issues, um, dysfunctional issues, uh, that we need to work on. And that requires each individual of us to work on the, of ourselves in order to obtain that freedom. It's not through, um, is to me that's what i believe because I, I i don't think it's like you have to obtain freedom through war or through fighting mm-hmm. but to obtain the freedom from the inner self and mm-hmm. um and so i'm i'm looking forward to be uh, part of that movement to be able to help people fight our freedom because I think that's what we really need in the world right now. That's what yeah. people really need in the world at the moment. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, um, I'm definitely been reading your book, Living Through Alchemy, and it's definitely you know it's an easy read. Um, and even though you you are highly educated, <laughs> you did you know you you kept it so you know it, it's it's not difficult to read you know. And I yeah, do like that yeah. you took each part of your life and you emphasize a tarot card. To yeah. um, explain the card and also explain that that particular phase that you were going through mm-hmm. in the alchemy process. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, this is awesome. This is it's, 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 you know, and also you know, you offered the, the reader to do some of their own um, reflection as they read yeah. the book. You know, yeah, there's so, a journal you know,
1: prompt section in the book. Yeah, yes. every chapter has a journal prompt. You know, I'm, I'm glad you say that it's easy to read because the. That, that was my concern when I was writing the book like is it easy enough for people to mm-hmm. read like what do people actually understand <laughs> you know? yeah it is
0: it Isn't is, it is like, easy to read I really
2: yeah.
0: you know it's not complicated at all I thought like oh boy she's you know you know this this big you know you know Cornell University you know you know uh, you know yeah, so because I, I
1: love philosophy and I was like I incorporate a lot of uh, uh, philosophy in there so and also ancient wisdom so I was just really afraid that we pe- people could really understand it, and I'm, I'm glad you say that. Yeah, they can. <laughs> I mean, and
0: you, you, if you are a spiritual <laughs> yeah. person, you're gonna know yeah. you know the terms that are in there. You're gonna know the yeah. symbolism. But even if you're not a spiritual person, it, it, she makes it so inviting that you will learn, still learn a lot, and it's still not intimidating the way that yeah. she pre- you, the way that you you present it. So, yeah, so I'm so glad I mean, you got to wrap it up, but I am so glad that you had a great conversation um, and I got to know your your journey, you know, and that's what's so, so awesome about about, um, you know, my podcast. Of course, I love my podcast, but I get to learn people's about people's journey and how they get to where they are. Who was the the person that you, the person or situation you had to forgive the most?
1: Um, my dad.
0: Your dad?
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that was like after I went through that, everything was at ease for me in relationship with uh with men for sure. Um, mm. it, it was it took me fifteen years. Wow. To do that, so it it was very special. Mm. Um to go through that experience and to learn what I learned and to be able to forgive. Um, that was a huge, huge lesson for me. And I'm I'm more than grateful for it. Uh, and to be able to reconnect with my dad now and to um have more open conversation with him. And you know, it's really, it's really special. Like after like uh, kind of acknowledge
0: each other and not talk to each
1: other for more
2: than
0: a decade <laughs> Wow, that's awesome yeah. Okay, well well, we want to wrap it up and um, and I will have all those links to to Vivi's social media in the show description also how you can get um, her book and I want to say thank you for joining me and hopefully we get to talk in the future and see where you are in terms of van life and where it's taking you,
1: <laughs> thank you so much. It has been really my pleasure to be here. And uh, it's, it's such a pleasurable conversation. I have so much fun. So thank you for having me here.
2: Yes.